0: Hey, it's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Let me offer you a perspective: the Latin phrase "Si vis pacem, para bellum. If you seek peace, prepare for war. Look, the world wants peace. We want peace in America, but this peace will have to be won on the battlefield in whatever manner that battlefield exists. For example. The enemy we face in the Taliban, while they were consolidating their power in the 1990s into the 2000s, they forced all non-Muslims to wear yellow stars to be clearly identified and targeted. So ask the question, rhetorically or otherwise, what will they do now? Let me give you an example. Just before they took Kabul, this text was sent out in both Farsi and English to the residents of Kabul. Greetings to all Mujahideen of the Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan. Congratulations to all for the recent conquests. The time of Kabul is short, and with the help of Allah, Kabul will come under our control soon, and we will settle with all those commandos who martyred our Mujahideen and the pilots who fly at night with Americans and attacked us, especially the 777th block. We will burn their families alive. Good luck. The 777th block is the air wing that supported special operations in Afghanistan uh, with both Afghan and Americans fighting together against the Taliban. You can't reform the Taliban. So now how do we deal with this deteriorating situation? Representative Scott Franklin from Florida's 15th District joins me, former naval aviator and a member of the House Armed Services Committee. Uh, Representative Franklin, great to have you here on the show, sir.
1: Hey, good morning, David. Thanks for having me on.
0: That perspective that I just laid out, factual, true, examples of what was done 20 years ago and what was put out by the taliban just days ago they haven't changed they've advanced they've gotten smarter they have the internet technology social media their ideology may be stone age but their operations are modern aren't they absolutely
1: and and the taliban we're dealing with today is much stronger than they were in 2001 they control more of the territory they've got more weapons and they've got a stronger resolve as they should after seeing how we've uh, we've bungled this withdrawal like we have you
0: know, let's look at their perspective on this, and certainly my next questions will be about the House Armed Services Committee, but before we get to that, how do they, in your estimation, see America right now in Afghanistan and In a stark contrast or a strange contrast, even their reaction to the Americans, the expats and allies that we have over there and partners versus how they deal with Germany and Sweden and other nations, they're seemingly left off the table. Are they smart enough to realize that they want to drive at the great Satan and at the same time keep the Europeans, I don't know if it's pacified or at least untouched?
1: Well, they know that we're weak now, and and that's what's been uh, been signaled by the administration. You know, and unfortunately, I mean, what we do command a position of leadership in the world, and I think our allies in Europe and and the rest of the world need us to lead and to be that strong leader out in front. And when we're not there, they're certainly not going to be able to come along and do it without us. So, uh, you know, the Taliban knows who they need to to deal with, and and we've shown them nothing but weakness.
0: Uh, It's a frank and dangerous situation that has to be discussed and that will play out in the coming days, weeks and months. You know, the Republicans are not in the majority in the House, uh, in Congress for that matter, but on the House Armed Services Committee. Uh, have there been any discussions? This is the August recess. Are there, you know, not just discussions between Republicans, but between Republicans and Democrats? What's going on? Well, I would tell
1: you, for those who think that there's, you know, complete dysfunction within Congress, where that's that's true in most cases, I would tell you on the Armed Services Committee there is strong consensus and and the belief that we have to have a strong. Uh, defense to keep our country safe. I've been in a number of conversations with folks on both sides of the aisle. I was just on a, a conference yesterday. Uh, we're planning on having some meetings, putting out some statements uh, about that, but we, um, uh, bilaterally, everyone's looking forward to, to digging into this and finding out what's going on, who knew what, when, and, um, but first and foremost, getting our Americans out of the country, and there's going to be plenty of time to autopsy what's failed up to this point. But uh, our actions in the coming days and weeks are going to be even more critical than any of the mistakes that we've made up to this point.
0: You know, it's an appropriate term, in a sense, to say we'll autopsy this in the future. But right now we need to triage the situation. Is there any possibility of or is there any action being taken, not just discussions, by house armed services, whether Republican or Democrat, to challenge the Biden administration and the multiple failures that exist at the at the flag level, the command level, either by Lloyd Austin, Mark Milley. Uh, in, in another example, uh, the administration and the top level command brass did not have an effective plan in place to deal with the people we were getting out of Afghanistan. This past Saturday, there were discussions about how to move and where to move them. First, initially, maybe to Camp Roberts as a course of action. Then that's not going to work. Well, let's talk about Fort Bliss and Fort McCoy. So there's so much dysfunction underway and lack of planning when we've had months and more to observe this.
1: Well, you know, when you've got Secretary Blinken say they planned for every contingency, and while this was not the one they expected, uh, they certainly thought it was a possibility. But then you've got the president saying no one could have anticipated this chaos. you got General Milley saying, you know, there was no intel predicting it, though we're hearing rumors that's not true. We're absolutely going to get to the bottom of that. But, um, you know, the reality is that the, the president is our commander-in-chief. He's the captain of the ship, and this ship is run aground now. We've got to get it... Uh, uh, back safely uh, in, in secure waters, but um, we cannot continue the path that we've been on. And it's not just a matter of fixing the problem now that we're facing Afghanistan, but this is setting the stage for, for decades to come. We, we are standing at the, uh, at the edge of a, a just a catastrophic diplomatic failure. That's going to leave everyone, uh, you know, wondering if they can trust America going forward.
0: So are we in a situation And going back again to not only House Armed Services, but to the Congress, but House Armed Services uh, should be playing a stronger role in this with the executive branch. Uh, Is there anything that's going to come out of this? Is there going to be any, any attempt to address what is being done right now by House Armed Services?
1: Well, there's clearly been failure at, at all levels up the chain, from from the intelligence side to the military leadership and to what's happening there within the White House. I, I think this uh, underscores the need for Congress to have a greater role in our defense policy and the actions that we take. So I know those will be conversations that come of this later, for sure.
0: My guest, uh, Representative uh, Franklin from Florida's 15th district, Scott Franklin, Uh Two next steps. Uh, and again, this is the August recess. Is there a possibility of forward movement uh, to bring something to the floor to deal with the situation? You know, you're our elected representatives, whether Republican or Democrat. Uh, the role of Congress seems to be in, in some senses overwritten or ignored by the executive branch.
1: Well, I think, you know, that's that's a much deeper conversation, but I think for far too long the the legislative branch has been ceding its power and authority and responsibility uh, to the executive branch. That's a that's a bigger conversation, but um, you know, in, in the short run, you know, this has this is traditionally the August recess, but we are back in Washington on Monday and and I expect we're going to stay there until we get some good plans in place. But for Secretary Austin to say that we don't have the ability to go out in country and rescue our American citizens. I'm just appalled that he would would even make that statement. You know, we fought our way into that country before, and if that's what it takes to to get our citizens home, we'll do it again, but there will be no person left behind. Uh, The 831 deadline that the president originally had established, that's off the table. We will do whatever it takes to get our citizens home, and we have to, we we owe them uh, nothing less than that.
0: But, you know, to that point of no person left behind, Representative Franklin, the reality on the ground uh, tells a different story. The challenge is how do we extract our people when we're down to one runway on one airport, which is largely unprotected uh, and, and in a vulnerable position in Kabul? People out around the country, outside the Taliban ring around the airport. Uh this this is not a situation that ends without a in worst case a fair amount of death well i it, it's hard to predict exactly how
1: that's going to play out, but there's no doubt this stands to be uh one of the greatest rescue situations we've ever found ourselves in, and uh you know it's it's hard to know exactly what all's happening on the ground around Afghanistan now for all we know, there are American citizens being taken captive, so we could be in a a really uh, catastrophic hostage situation but um i don't think the solution from the very beginning is to say that well you know we're going to do all we can but uh, there's you know you know when the clock runs out the clock runs out i just think that's irresponsible of secretary austin to make statements like that
0: is there discussion within house armed services of possible strategies or any further engagement in afghanistan uh the soldiers that we have standing uh, watch, if you will, and protective detail at the airport uh, cannot expand beyond that. The Taliban won't let people through. They're beating them. There are reports uh, that go beyond beating to to murder, to killing civilians trying to get through. Those are coming out more and more today. So uh, is there a discussion of what next? And again, as our elected representatives uh, while you're right, they've ceded power in the legislative to the executive all too often. This is an opportunity to act as the legislative branch. I agree. Now, as far as specifics
1: of those types of plans, I know there are contingencies being drawn out. We'll get uh, we've got some both unclassified and classified briefings uh, next week when we get back to Washington. But,
0: um, yeah, I look forward to getting into the details of those. All right. Understandably, we wouldn't expect you to get into the uh, the classified component of this. I look forward to following up with you. This is a, a very difficult time to say the least, but we need action out of those in Washington that are elected to serve, as well as uh, those that are charged with protecting us here and around the world. No, I appreciate that. And I you know, always harken back to President
1: Reagan's words uh, when he came into office and You know, a lot of parallels to the way the world looked in 1979 and 80, uh, both domestically and foreign. But, uh, you know, he said war comes not when the forces of freedom are strong, but it comes when tyrants are tempted. And I think, um, you know, not just the Afghanis or the the Taliban's, but our other potential adversaries, the Chinese, the Russians, the North Koreans, the Iranians, they're all watching very closely how we handle the situation. And we have to do better than we've done now.
0: Representative Scott Franklin from Florida's 15th uh, District and a member of the House Armed Services Committee. You can join me live on the David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on SiriusXM Patriot 125.